Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here. Hello. <laughs> Recording, right? Yeah, we are recording. This is okay. the time we said this because we said it and then I was like, wait a minute, not recording. Um, yeah, it's a Sunday afternoon. So all of the scramble of my brain is coming at you. <laughs> so we do have an icebreaker. <clears throat> We're going to be talking about Easter today. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about um, our favorite Easter foods. Does your family do like things that you have all week, every Easter? Like, do you have certain foods? It's like always at the Easter dinner. Okay. So here's the problem with me and Easter is basically about half of our marriage. I've been like just about to deliver a baby even due on Easter day. So I feel like we are severely lacking in any sort of actual traditions as a result, because the tradition is just get the baby out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what you have three kids who have spring birthdays, right? Yes. This will be the fourth. Oh my gosh. What's all their birthdays? Um, Ira was due on Easter, but he ended up being April 10th. Ari's is in May and Daphne's is in June. Yeah. So you've been very pregnant for a lot yeah. of Easter's. <laughs> yeah. But it's, a, <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's just like the one holiday that we have never really firmly established because of that. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys usually spend Easter with family or is it just with you guys typically? Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually with family, just because, you know, you know how it is. I mean, on Easter when you're working, yeah, next year will be the first year since ever, because since before we got married, Brian has always worked early in the morning to like mid afternoon on Sundays because of the school starting his work schedule is changing. So he will go to church with us and leave with us. Wow. So I'm hoping next year can be like the first year we really you know, 11 years in establish, this is what the Sylvains do for Easter. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's exciting. So yeah. Um, so I'm we, excited to talk about this though. Yeah. To hear what you guys do. We typically do dinner with my parents on Easter day after church. And we have the certain, the thing that came to mind whenever I thought of this icebreaker was the certain, <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing. It's a lime jello salad, but for some reason, and it's not even like the most delicious thing. It's just a thing that like is tradition and we have to have it. I think it's yeah. something that my grandma made originally. <clears throat> and it's like lime jello and pineapples and cream cheese and cool whip, I think is in it too. It's just Ooh, really that does weird, sound good. but it's good. And we, we have to always have it no matter what we have lime jello salad. That does sound good. Um, and we typically have ham and you know, deviled eggs, all the, all the normal Eastery stuff, but the lime jello salad is our traditional. Got to have it every time. That sounds good actually. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you have certain Easter foods that you like to make or want to make in the future? Um, so I make? know what we're going to do this year that I did growing up that I always loved was like the little, like the Chinese noodle nests with yes my mom makes those too yes those (laughs) are so so i'm gonna do that with the kids yeah and those are really good also i like those yeah they are really good we're big um what are they called rice crispy treat spans Mm -hmm. all my kids brian loves them so much so i thought that'd be a yummy Mm -hmm. a yummy treat for them but other than that um i think my parents 
are coming over and we're going to do the magnolia beef tenderloin. It's like soaked or it's in a jalapeno brine. Mm -hmm. So good. It really is the bomb. And then we're going to do it with um, banana pudding. You know, like bright. I'm trying to think yeah. like the first we're changing seasons. Yes. Yeah. We need new food. No more soup, please. Yeah. Last year. I did cookies with the spring colored M&Ms that have like the light, all the pastel-y color M&Ms. Uh -huh. And then I also have done a cheesecake with um, chopped up um, it, the spring color M&Ms on top. And that, Ooh, was, yeah. that was delicious and yeah. looks springy. Uh, I think we're going to- I want to do some sort of a pretty colored mixed drink. I just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Maybe like a white sangria or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or like a lavender lemonade. That'd be fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I meant like alcohol mixed drink, but um, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so I think we're going to do brisket this year on Easter. We're, my mm. brother got a new smoker. He got one of those green egg smokers. Have you seen those? No. Okay. No, it's, they're pretty cool, but he got one of those recently. So he's going to smoke a brisket and yeah, that's the only plans that we have, but I'm excited for it. And then, Oh, last year I dyed eggs with, um, natural dyes have you done this before not the natural ones i've dyed other things with natural dyes but not eggs mm. i don't think at least so i so for purple i did elderberries because they're they stain really well i just huh. like bo boiled elderberries in water for like i don't know okay 20 or 30 minutes and it and a little that makes vinegar sense. vinegar in it and so that's what we did for purple i did spinach for green and that worked turmeric for yellow and that worked really well um what else did i do I think paprika I used for the red. And I mean, they're hmm. much lighter than if you yeah. do the, how do you say it? Paz dye kit, you know, that's the normal yeah. egg dyeing kit. It's yes. much lighter <laughs> than that. But it was, it was fun just to kind of try to dye things naturally. So any listeners out there, if you know better things to naturally dye eggs with, let me know because I liked doing that. I know that you can dye things with avocado pits. Have you ever tried that before? No, I feel like I've heard that though. It's when like I was trying pinkish color, pink. Yeah, it's like a pinkish color. Whenever you dye <laughs> things with avocado pit, I know. I've never tried it, but I've seen people do it, and it looks really cool. I'm like, man, wow. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of flowers you can use to dye things with, also. Yeah, I haven't tried that either, but it would be cool too one day. Huh. <clears throat> um. Also, I was thinking about we went for a walk the other day, and you know how all the forsythias are blooming right now. There's one on my walk that's like the base of it is really thick and it has these really wispy arms that are going out like four feet or more from the thick bush in the wow. middle. And it looks so magical. It just, a lot of the spring flowers look like something from the Lord of the Rings or some kind of <laughs> magical <laughs> fantasy movie. And I love it. And that I'll have to post a picture of it, but that for this is like, this is your so neighbor with all the fake flowers. Is it? No, no. Okay. <laughs> this is a real forsythia bush. <laughs> we and saw, we, have, I, we saw somebody in our neighborhood just the other, like a few days ago, they have a whole, like their lower terrace is all real daffodils. Mm -hmm. And then it's all fake roses on top. And Ira was like, those are so pretty. And I thought those shouldn't be blooming right now. And I thought, they're fake. <laughs> it was funny. Also the, do you guys have saucer <laughs> magnolias where you live? The saucer magnolia saucer trees. Magnolias? Yeah, they have like we a really do have a lot of magnolia pink. trees, but I don't know. These are like pink, really huge pink blooms that are blooming right now. Oh, okay. it's just they're so pretty. They're crazy looking. It, it they are magnolia look, trees are cool. 
they don't even look real. We have a Jane Magnolia in our front yard and it's blooming right now and it's really, really pretty also, but I love all the blooming things right now. You guys must be a tad warmer because we don't really have anything besides daffodils right now. So yeah, almost there, almost there. My Bradford pear pear is blooming and the what? cherry tree is, is blooming too. And we have yeah. daffodils blooming. Way warmer. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But I have a couple, like I have a dogwood tree that's not blooming yet and a red bud that's not blooming yet. So okay. those, those aren't yet, but it's, it's definitely getting warm. I think I'm going to plant my garden plants tomorrow. Actually, there's a girl from our church that um she started a bunch of seed and had too many so gave me some today and I was really excited about it because I hadn't had time to do anything with that um I was just like gonna run to roll king and see what I could find but she gave me a ton of really exciting plants so I'm thinking I'm gonna put that tomorrow and hope it doesn't frost yeah well it seems like it's warm enough there yeah okay so Easter then what are some things that you guys try to make sure your kids understand about Easter or I don't know, just implications of the resurrection that we could discuss and kind of um, bounce around ideas for families to drive home with their kids this year. Um, I think like we totally, I've been trying to drive home this idea the last few years and I can't remember where he talked about it, but Doug Wilson talking about how Easter is actually the highest feast day of the Christian year and kind of going more all out for Easter than Christmas, which feels so countercultural. So just like talking to them about that, like reminding them that it is even a feast day. I don't, I don't really know why, but it seems to get, and I don't mind this. I don't mind that grandparents want to play up the whole Easter bunny thing or the whole Easter basket thing. But because of that, because they kind of do that, I haven't emphasized that as much if that makes sense. So we can leave room for the conversation and the feasting aspect of it more so. Um, but I think honestly, like I was thinking about this today, like it's such a perfect time of year that God, for whatever reason, decided the resurrection would take place Hmm. when literally the world is coming back to life. (laughs) Like, Hmm. I think it's such a perfect way to like, even Ari, we were talking about, um, the seeds recently, Um, I had listened to a podcast with Dr. Thomas Cowan, where this um, guy, I can't remember what his name was. He was like a Belgian scientist was studying what happens under light microscopes when water interacts with seeds and it like lights up basically. Hmm. And it's coming back to physical life. Hmm. And it's just like, even talking to him about that was just such a picture of like, well, what does that remind you of? It reminds you of the gospel. Why are we working to plow in the field? And Hmm. you know, there's just so much. So I've always tied it to nature with my boys, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a great idea. Because Christ raised from the dead, we have hope that we have, um, that we will one day have a bodily resurrection ourselves, um, Mm -hmm. that there's hope beyond this life that, I mean, what a perfect year to be talking about um, eternal hope, you know, that when the world is super fearful about health, that we will say, you know, look, Christ raised from the dead, there will be a day that our bodies Mm -hmm. will no longer waste away. Um. Uh, and then I love how the Jesus storybook Bible says, uh, they have a line, all the sad things become untrue. Mm-hmm. About resurrection. Yeah. Um, I love that line and, uh, the Easter section in the Jesus storybook Bible because of that. There is an Easter book and I cannot remember what it's called. I've been trying to figure it out all day. It's, I think it's a polar bear dad and a polar bear, little boy, maybe. Okay. And it's how he goes through their little nature walk talking to him about, um, 
the resurrection, but that's kind of where it got that whole idea very early on as a parent of like, connect this to nature, help them see how God like literally wrote this into the world, mm-hmm. into the universe. Yeah. But there's a whole series of, it's a polar bear family. Like there's different holiday ones. So if you know what I'm talking about, somebody who's out there listening, tell us <laughs> what it's titled. This year, someone gave me the garden, the cross and the curtain. Have you heard of that before? Hmm. No, I haven't. It's like a little 15 day devotional and it has a book that goes with it. That's almost like an advent book that you like open the little uh, pictures each night for 15 days okay. and, oh, it's leading up, okay. and it's leading up to Easter. Um, it's It's been fun to go through. The only thing, the only critique I'll have of that is that um, Jared and I talked about, I was asking him before this, I was like, do you like that enough that I should recommend it? And the only thing that he said was that um, it kind of leaves you, it, it's leading up to Easter. So it, it kind of leaves you without hope some of the days, you know, where, you know, mm-hmm. but we kind of do that leading up to Easter. We kind of like our talk about the sad part of Good Friday and like, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it kind of does that uh, where we like to live in light of the resurrection every day. So, you know. Um, yeah, you kind of leave that out, but I, I understand what it's, what the intention intention is with it. And it's been fun. And the boys have enjoyed going through that and getting to open the little doors. And then my friend Becky at church today, she had a little picture book that was really cute. It's just called the gospel and it's by Devin Provencher. I think she said she's got an Amazon, but it's just really cute, cute pictures for like around a two-year-old kid. So that one huh. was really cute and yeah, really pretty pictures in that one. Um, I looked up the book. It's called God gave us Easter. Okay. And it's definitely not like a richly theological book. It just gave me some good ideas on how to talk to little kids about it. (laughs) Um, There was a scripture that um, Jared mentioned earlier from Romans five. I was going to look up real quick for if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through Mm -hmm. that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and a free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Um, Mm. yeah I think that was I think that was one I was looking for but uh yeah there's just I mean you can talk about a lot of scriptures when it comes to the resurrection just that you know mm-hmm. we know for sure that the sacrifice was accepted by God because of the resurrection as yeah. Paul tells us you know if there wouldn't have been the resurrection we should be pitied you know among all people oh yes but um we know that because of what Christ did because he raised from the dead that we are right before God, that the sacrifice was right um, and that God accepted it. So yeah, it should be the most hopeful day of our year that we should be celebrating more than any other day, that we should know the implications of what the resurrection meant and um, and should share it with our children in every way we can, whether it be through um, really delicious food or really beautiful colored eggs or bright n- new shiny sparkling clothes for their Easter Sunday outfit yeah. or yeah. Um, just uh, flowers on your table, every way that you can um, visibly portray the hope of the resurrection to your family. Mm-hmm. Take the opportunity to do that this week and um, yeah, glorify God in that and your, in your beauty of the surroundings around your family. Yeah. Don't be stingy with your holidays. And that's part of why, like, I don't care if grandparents want to play up the gift giving part of it, because as C.S. Lewis talks about, those are just, we're supposed to take those things and turn them around and see Christ through them. We just have to be having the conversations with our children is Mm -hmm. the only thing you can't just do that. And then completely neglect why you're right. Does it even matter? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So um, don't, yeah, don't be lazy with the symbols that we're using to read yeah, Christ's yeah. resurrection, uh, be intentional with them this week. Yep. Okay. Have you ever made resurrection rolls? 
Uh, or have you no. heard of them? Yes, I have heard of them. I, I was just reading about the different legends associated with uh, hot cross buns yesterday. Okay. Tell yeah, us so, about them. I mean, it's it's kind of similar, I'm, I'm sure. But I think you're talking about the ones where you like put something on the inside and then you cut open and it's like an empty tomb, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I haven't made them before. Them. I haven't made them before, but I'm like, maybe, maybe this year. Are I'll... they marshmallow on the inside or is it like butter? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've briefly Googled it and I think it's a marshmallow on the inside. That I guess melts when you bake it. So when you cut it open, it's like an yeah. empty tomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me about hot cross buns. Um, have you ever seen them? Mm-mm. No. Oh. Okay. They're like little round bun dome shaped things that they like traditionally they have a uh, an icing of a cross on top of it. Okay. And like every they're very popular in different cultures. So every culture has a different story of like why the cross is on it, sort of a thing. Oh. But it's like a sweet a sweet dough that has like currants or raisins or craisins in it. Okay. Is so, it, is it like icing or is the dough that makes the cross? I think it's icing. Okay. Some of these look like icing. Some of them look like the dough is just like that. Like they cut them or something. Oh, they, they, bake cut, they, bake. they could be from a different uh, region, whatever that yeah. recipe is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does look good. Yeah. I got uh Peter Reinhardt's, artisan bread book from the library yesterday mm-hmm. and he had a whole section on um different celebratory breads for different holidays and stuff it was kind of fun was that the one for easter yeah yep that's neat do you guys do easter baskets some years some we don't because yeah we have birthdays right around them too so it's like because ira's birthday is so three days from easter this year i think so I don't think we're going to do Easter baskets this year, but we'll do lots of other fun goodies. I, mean, I am going to get some candy and stuff for them, but we, I won't do like some years I've done like full on nature observation basket type stuff for them, but I'm just not going to get to that this yeah. year. I thought it was in labor yesterday. So I was like, oh, you, you know did? what? Ah! Screw life. <laughs> yeah. Going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, last year I felt like I was like on point with my Easter basket for the kids. Like, Mm-hmm. it all went together you know just, everything just came together this year I'm like yeah I can't figure out what to get uh I've got I've I have random things where I do like the trail of things through the house and they find it and stuff like that but it's just every year is so different I feel like yeah it is it's it's Paige and I were just talking about this yesterday like it's really hard in our generation to establish traditions because mm-hmm. we're having kids we're having lots of kids we're trying to and we also like weren't necessarily handed a ton of rich traditions, so we don't know what to do. And it's hard to do both of those things at the same time. Yeah. Establish <laughs> them yourself. Yeah. That we're yeah. down while you're also. I, I think there was a lot when there was more intergenerational living, you were literally just doing exactly what your parents did yeah. for you every single year. So it's just hard. Like, and I'm just sharing that because if there's a mom out there, that's like, I've never even thought about this. Mm-hmm. What's the resurrection? Because I, I think I was 19 when I learned what Advent was. And I was like, what the heck? No yeah. one told me this is what Christmas is about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. I mean, it was literally maybe like three or four years ago that we started doing Advent. I was like, never have done yeah. this before. So don't feel bad. Just keep pressing on. There's always next. Oh, I did want to share this though. I think I might make a post on Instagram about this. Some like super basic ways to make any holiday simply celebratory is having a tablecloth. I was just going to say that. Yes. Have a tablecloth. Yeah. 
and then have a fancy drink of some sort for your children. I mean, it's yeah. just going to blow their minds. We don't do anything beyond water usually, mm-hmm. but um, what's the last feast day? There was a feast day recently where I just got some simple like uh, tangerine Italian sodas and their minds were blown. Yeah. And so, especially if it's in a fancy cup, if you give them a yes, fancy, cup. fancy cup. Yeah. Which you can get a lot of those sort of things at the dollar store, honestly. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So you could technically go out in an afternoon and have your lazy mom guide to not lazy mom, but like, quick, yeah, we got to celebrate this. I want to yeah. dress the table up mm-hmm. with uh, a tablecloth and some fun cups from the dollar store. So yeah, makes it special. That's fun. Like yeah, that. it does. What, what is it about a tablecloth that just feels very special? Like this, this is a fancy, I don't know. we have a tablecloth on here. This is a fancy meal. And it's my boys. They're like, we got to get out the tablecloths. They're the <laughs> ones that are like all into it, even over Daphne. Maybe it's her age, but yeah. I just know it makes a huge atmospheric difference for my kids for whatever reason. Yeah. So. And, and even when they're itty bitty, I remember last year, so Valor would have been like barely two at the time and him walking out one night and I had the table all set pretty. And he was like, cheers, cheers, where he would oh, he say cheers because yes. <laughs> oh. he knows that the table is set pretty. We get pretty claps and say cheers. Oh, <laughs> so it was just really sweet. And, um, it's cool thinking about like, even when they're really little, they can, they can understand celebration. Yeah. Yeah, they can. That's really sweet. Does your church do special things for Easter or is it a typical service? Um, like you mean like getting up early, like that sort of stuff? Uh, yeah, like, well, we, we don't, but growing up, we had a sunrise service. Do you, have you ever heard of that? Yeah, we don't do that. I mean, yeah. we have an Easter sermon and stuff, but we don't do yeah. like the whole early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Growing up, we would do a sunrise service. Yep. And we lived like 45 minutes away. So we would go to the sunrise service and then come home and then put our like special Easter clothes on and then go back. And my dad was the pastor. So it was just a very big day. And then there's usually like yeah. a Easter dinner afterwards. And, and there was like an Easter play. We had Easter plays too. Man, Sundays, wow. were, Sundays were jam packed. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> we It's usually like themed on Easter, like uh, the sermon and songs will all kind of um, revolve around the resurrection. So we yeah. do that. Yeah, I guess we do that sort of stuff too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't do the early or like rent out an amphitheater so everyone can watch the sunrise together <laughs> or stuff like that. <laughs> There's a thing in our area called um, Baldom Cross. And it's basically like a giant cross that was built on one of the highest points in our area. Uh, and they they will do a sunrise service there, which I've always wanted oh, to go to. Cool. Like, that would be really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. But huh. any other ideas for Easter? Our thoughts on Easter? I don't think so. Nope. Did you get a new dress for Easter this year? Well, tomorrow and the next day, Brian has off. So we're going to go do all of our Easter stuff probably during that time. I'm debating whether or not I want to spend a whole bunch of money on the maternity Easter dress that I will wear once. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can find a dress that will work for maternity that you could also wear. I think that's what later. I'm going to try and do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because it's sundress season again. So yeah. Yes. Almost. Yeah, that works. That works for preg- those work for pregnancy usually. Yeah. So, all right. So. Well, happy Easter, everybody. Thanks for listening. And yeah, if you have traditions that your family celebrates that you'd like to share, let us know. Bye.